and lo and behold, and I show up the first day, he says, you're late. <laughs> Not a good way to start an occupation. Uh, but uh, I put the gear on and everything and, and uh, went up in a tree and, and, and learned how to be a tree man. And uh, 20 years later, I am giving a lady uh, an estimate to trim this beautiful spreading sycamore, California sycamore, over a, uh, over three houses. It's a huge tree. And uh, she had a barn on nest box on a low branch there. And the doorway was on the end, not on the side like these. So if it was turned in to you, you could see all the way into the back of the box. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to nest that way. There's no privacy. And plus, it was just 12 feet from the kitchen window. And I'm right this, and I said, oh, by the way, you're not going to get any else in that box. It's too low. She, well, how do you know, Mr. Tree Man? You know? <laughs> so I'm a falconer. I'm a raptor propagator. I breed hawks and falcons. And uh, the light went on. I said, oh, if, if you give me the job, I'll, I wrote it in there. I said, I'll throw that in on the deal, and I'll move that up high where it belongs. And she got out. Saturday, that, I put it up on a Wednesday. She called me Saturday morning and said, we're having a bridge game over here. I have all my gal friends over here. And one of them said, what's that in the tree? She says that she was dealing cards. She says, it's a bar now nest box. She says, no, what's that in the box? There's something moving up there. And then when they first move in, they stand right next to the doorway in case they don't, they're unsure if this is a safe place. So they're ready to bowl. And if you think of it, if a raccoon or a predator was to show up at the doorway, they're trapped in there. They have to go past that mm -hmm. animal mm -hmm. to get, so they're ready to go. Any vibration in the tree. But so they're both standing there, all staring at the people, and the people are staring back at them. And she called me. I sold a box to every one of those ladies. I put up oh. 10 boxes the first week. <laughs> I smell money. <laughs> so I took half that money. And I put an ad in paper, this little podunky ad, a little podunky paper. And I sold about 35 boxes over that the mic quarter. Needs to be turned in. And uh, uh, a, a, a reporter for the big paper, the San Diego Union, saw the little ad. And to stick it to their competition, they did a full-page article on a Sunday. Half-page picture of me holding a box and just all this text on the California section. You know, there's the there's the uh, world and then nation and then you open up one leaf on a Sunday and there's the California section. There I was, and I just killed it. I put up 450 boxes the first year. Oh my goodness! I had over 200 active barn owl nests the first year, and they were doing a now famous book called the San Diego Bird Atlas, and they had volunteers. They had the whole county in grids, and they had volunteers in every grid counting all the birds they see for two or three years, and then they compiled the data and printed this book. And one of the volunteers saw the barn on nest box, knocked on the door, got the uh, uh, my name, and gave it to the field unit, the curator, curator of birds at the National History Museum. He called me and said, uh, asked me, he says, how many active nests have you got? This is just like 13 months later. And uh, I said, at least 200. Yeah, that's a significant number. I said, well, thank you. He says, I didn't mean it as a compliment. He says, that's the known breeding population of barn owls that we know of, that we guess are here. And if that's true, you've doubled the known population of barn owls in one year. Wow. And that, I'm, I'm cruising up to about 30,000 boxes now. Oh, my God. Fully 29,000 of them are in San Diego County. Thank you. I've, I've installed, oh, 35, 40 of them now in South Carolina. Now you won't. And we have one now that's occupied. So the same thing happened when I started there. It kind of was slow, but as soon as the babies from the first generation that are produced in the box, they're imprinted to the box and to their food and to their parents and the imprint to everything, like all animals do. So when they see me in these boxes, it's not 
am I going to go into that? It's I'm going into that. You know, these go right in there. And the population within three years is just straight up. And uh, it'll go as high as the rodent population in the area. Minus squirrels, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. they, they handle, I can help you with any other rodent, but, but uh, squirrels. Now, What's I might lunch? be able to help you there too, because barn owls, you come out in the day and they eat some squirrels. So there may be a way. I can make the doorways bigger. Um, so I was a certified arborist in 96. And uh, I uh, started a bird control company. I was the first uh, falconry-based bird control, now a cottage industry. And uh, I had 50, 59 contracts total, seven with the, uh, with the US Air Force. I was on National Geographic and uh, Animal Planet. And uh, it was great fun, but it was a lot of work. And I had a tree service at the time and doing this. And then, and then I started doing the barn owl boxes. And I was just like, well, I just can't handle this load. I got to get rid of something. So uh, I ended up getting rid of the other two businesses. You know, in, in 05, I just I let everything go. You know, and, and I, had, I had 35, 40 clients, these couples, that wouldn't dream of having anybody touch their trees but me because I did the finest lace point pruning. That was my signature is for instance, one guy came out and says, who was watching me from the uh, living room window the whole time, he says, he's looking at a tree, he says, if I didn't see you make those cuts and I knew exactly what you did already, I, I wouldn't believe it because you can't even see where you where you did your work. You know, I said, and I grab a branch and I say, see, it's not no longer heavy, it's not loaded anymore. That is, it's it, it takes practice, 30 years. In, uh, uh, it was a great occupation. I really liked it, but there was a time for everything. So I said, you know, can I make a living just off birdhouses? You know, and I said, well, if I can, I can always just start my tree service back up. I've got all my lead books. Just call everybody up. So I just closed my eyes and put one foot out there, and, and I found solid ground. It was a leap of faith, and it worked great. And uh, so <clears throat> I had originally just had the uh, green model, the basic box. And uh, later on, I, I, I put up a box in this well-to-do area. It's called Santa Barbara. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's the, just about the highest real estate. What's this? $250,000 a square foot or something. Mm -hmm. there. And uh, I put up the basic box for her, and she came out. And she says, oh, not to begrudge your boxes, but they're ugly. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I'm driving home, and I'm like, all criticism is good criticism when you're in mm -hmm. the business. Right. So I'm driving home, okay, she wants something that's presentable. <laughs> so I came up, we, a friend of mine and I came up with that one in, in the center. Mm -hmm. And that has been our flagship model. I, I've sold 18,000 of those and personally installed them. And um, a few months after that, I said, I want a barn for our barn house. Mm -hmm. So he, my woodsman, my wood maker guy, he came up with the, the, really cool. the, the third one mm -hmm. there. And uh, I call it the who's who. <laughs> and, uh, uh, when I first saw the first one, I, I said, I was looking at it and I said, you know what, that'd be a great place right in here for a camera. Mm -hmm. So I went down and bought a camera. I went down, the, there was no electronic supply stores in those days. I went down to the spy store. And it cost $3,200. You had to have, uh, you know, telemetry off and on switch and uh, photovoltaic cell battery, you know, and camera and a motion detector. And it worked. And we got Alice right off the bat. We were watching on TV. And uh, I, I 
went down and bought a, a real cheap little uh, nursery camera for watching babies. You know, you can watch it on your TV in the next room. And I put it in there and I tried it out. I took it over to my father-in-law's house. And he's from Ohio and he has no special affinity for birds other than like fried chicken. <laughs> and he, we put it up there. He got a house in a couple of weeks. And he's, we're, we're house-sitting for him. He's gone. And just before he left, he called the motherland and his family and told them they got owls out there and everything, told them what was going on. And uh, they they called back while we were standing there, you know, making lunch. And, and we hear on the voice recorder and he says, you said you got owls doing it on TV? What's going on out there? <laughs> and But I but I knew if I can get him enthusiastic, I, this is great, you know. So we started, uh, uh, we found some real good cameras to put them in there and affordable ones. And uh, uh, five, six years later, right in the middle of the recession, I was about ready to go work at McDonald's. And um, the, uh, uh, one, of, one of my clients got out. It took about a year for him. He lived right in suburbia, but it worked. And he had it all rigged up on his uh, flat screen TV on the wall. And he had all the neighbors coming over and checking it out. And one of them was his grandson who was taking video sciences at a local college. And he says, we can pass that into the internet. And he went, they went down and bought some routers and stuff like that. And you can get a free Ustream account if, they can, if Ustream can run banner ads on the right of your page. And to make a long story more boring, he had 21 million hits in nine months. Oh, wow. oh my And God. you can see it today. It's on YouTube. Search Molly the Owl. Or if you go to Wikipedia, you can read all about it. Uh, search uh, the Owl Box. Wikipedia. And uh, it, it was... I mean, I was ready, like I said, to go work at McDonald's, and I had a towel in my hand, and I just dropped the towel and went back to work. This is my $50 burger, you know, and I'm like, yahoo. So it, it, it saved me. And uh, um, so um, now I'm going to get to the, I'm going to pull on your heartstrings. They say that birds complete a garden, and I truly believe this. And I, I do things, I'm a certified arborist, or I was. And uh, the only thing left in my tree service is I'm a soil fertility expert. I can take trees, typically native trees, oaks especially, will be in the landscape. And years of lawns, the, the soil gets compacted, the trees decline. And I boost the soil fertility by growing earthworms all around in the rhizomes and of the trees. And I do it with a, uh, an earth auger. You know, I've I got a drill and an auger, and I backfill it with... Uh, worm castings, worm food, mycorrhizal fungi, mm -hmm. and I pump it all back up. It's just like a battery. You just charge the soil fertility. You get cation exchange capacity back up and uh, organic fertilizers. Now I mix it with uh, uh, biochar. I just use uh, hickory oh charcoal briquettes. And now you can fertilize once, and it will last hundreds of years because of it. And uh, <clears throat> so it's a good thing to know. And Jesus. enhancing bird habitat is my other... Uh, uh, love. That's my greatest passion, of course. And uh, barn owls consume as many as 2,000 gophers, rats, mice, rabbits, moles, and voles per year per pair when feeding their young. And it makes no sense to introduce these birds just to have your neighbor poison them using mm -hmm. rodenticides. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go down to any Home Depot hardware store, there's just boxes and boxes of this stuff, and it's all pure death for wildlife. I mean. Mm -hmm. it, um, they, the rats struggling on the ground, dying, it's, it's bleeding to death. These are warfin-based uh, 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 rodenticides. Perfect 
for the owl. They see that, and that's just what they, that's what they're genetically programmed to take care of. All the sick, the, the sick, the weak, the injured, whatever, and anyone else they get their feet on. And uh, they take it to the babies. And, and I know something, I have a lot of insight because I used to raise hawks and falcons as a raptor propagator, as I said. And uh, if, if you do one thing wrong with a newly hatched chick or an egg embryo, they let you know by dying. There's, they don't have any fat reserves. There's no time. There's just a tiny little flame. They just hatched and they just sputter out. Mm -hmm. And so any, any problem with the food or uh, humidity, whatever, it's all you got to start over next year because they only spring right now this time of year is when they are and uh, <clears throat> so if a, a, a mother owl or father owl was to take a rodent laced you know in a poison laced rodent up there and feed it to the young they would all die immediately and I have people call me especially HOA say we have a terrible rat problem and I said oh you use rodenticides they go yeah how'd you know I said well, you told me you had a terrible rat problem that's how I know I don't know why but I know that's, that is a common denominator. So why would it be a common denominator? I sit and ponder this, I, you know, I try and figure it out. I think what's going on is that it kills successive generations of barn owls to where the old timers that can handle the poison, even they die sometimes, uh, they finally uh, pass on and there's no recruitment. And now you're left with no protection. There are no, because they, the studies have shown that uh, about 24, 25% of the rodents that actually eat the poison actually die. So that's only actually, that's only about eight to 12% right around there of the total population that dies. Rodents just outbreed that. They just take that right off the top and they just go roll right over that. And it's, it's a non-factor. And they're getting used to this. They're getting, they're, they're adapting to eating the poison. So it, it's, we need to rethink this whole thing. So there's three different methods. There's poisons. Excuse me, there's trapping and there's barn owls. So um, the poisons don't work, don't use those. Trapping works, but if, let's say this is your property, bird's eye view, and you trap all the rodents on the property and you stop because there's no more rodents, well, your property's just going to recruit new rodents yeah. within weeks, days, nights rather. And so it's like swatting flies outside. You're just, it's just a never ending job. So if you get barn owls to nest in your property, they take care of the, the rodents on your property and around your property. And if, if there's some rodents that are in a shed, like a rat or whatever, you do a little localized trapping, and the, the combo of the two works real well. And uh, it, it's the original rodent control method. So um, uh, how am I doing on time, John? I have a little little slideshow that John worked real hard on. Let's uh, take a look at it. If we can kill a light or two. Okay. Oh, wow. Here's a couple of South Carolina jobs. The one on the left is Somerville. And the one on the right, I think, is Wadmaw. Oh, wow. And there's yours truly. And uh, this is a baby barn owl I had last year. Oh, my goodness. And she's in her cute look on the left there. The, the left one, I just got her from the airport. And she had a very long, exhausting, she's got jet lag. And there she is on the right, and uh, all grown up on the right. And uh, um, these are the three models that I put up. Nice. And uh, they, they work great. The uh, one on the left is a real nice high. That's right down on uh, Johns Island, beautiful. 
The one in the middle is a San Diego install, and that's my uh, uh, my sub out there putting up boxes for me. And uh, the one on the right is uh, John's Island too. And that's the same barn now all grown up. Oh. And a place in the one in the middle is Rancho Santa Fe, very nice area. And on the right is a, a stock photo. Genus Taito, there's a, <clears throat> we have a fossilized barn owl that's 84 million years old. Wow. Um, they carbon dated. Holy crap. So they are the most beneficial bird on the planet. They're found in every country. There's no reason why this idea can't go global. They're, here in the United States, we call them the common barn owl. They're found in every state, I think, except Wisconsin and North Dakota. It's just too cold. But that's, that's just a lack of uh, nice, warm barn owl nest boxes, I think. We could we could move, move that population already all the way up into Canada. So um, we have time for some questions and answers, if you are so inclined. Yes, ma'am. How do you keep squirrels out of the box? Because I had an owl box at one time, and it was taken over by the... Uh-huh. <laughs> so imagine the squirrel in there. <laughs> And now the, now the owl wants it. Okay. He flies in there, just another snack, right? <laughs> 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 yes? No, that's a great question. What? They don't um, have to be clean. If you go to the internet and look at the barn owl boxes, they all have clean out traps and all this malarkey on the back, and which I did originally because, you know, I just lockstep. That's what's on the internet, right? Okay, so I built it that way. And it's a pain, you know, you gotta cut out a hatch, you gotta get hinges, and the material's gotta be five-eighths now. It's more expensive and it's thicker and it's heavier pulling it up in the tree. And you gotta have a little hasp and all that. So you can go, somebody's gotta go up there and clean it out, and I don't really wanna do it, and I don't want my clients exposed to it. So the, the, the doorway was a round hole about 10 inches high on the box. And I go, well, I just took my handsaw and just sawed down and made it a tombstone shape one day and just knock the piece out, figuring that maybe the, the material in there will just slough out on its own. And I had a, a California sycamore tree on the right side of my driveway, and I called it the test tree. And whenever I had a new product in there, like when I first put purchase on the box, uh, I put it up there and uh, waited. And about five weeks later, I come driving up, and the uh, sun's going down, and, and, uh, and I can hear somebody sanding next door. And I look over, and there's dust in the air. And uh, there's no SUV in the driveway. And I know that if there's no SUV in the driveway, there's nobody home next door. So who's sanding, you know? And I look and the dust is coming from the barn owl box. And it's right about, right about March. And you can see her cute little tail sticking out and she's just busy. And so now I know that they, when they have, they know a fer they have a fertilized day. The next day it gets ossified, it gets a shell, and then the day after that they lay it. And when they, when it's getting a shell, they know they're going to lay the next day. They clean out the box, mm -hmm. and so it didn't slough out. Like she, I gave her the opportunity yeah, to clean it. That was just grand, groundbreaking. Okay. And uh, the caveat is that some of the baby owls end up on the ground. They don't fall out. <coughs> they, in heat waves, they will jump out, save their life. If they can't get out, they die in the box. So. As, as bad as it sounds, it's better than being stuck in the box in a heat wave. And so they'll jump out, and we often can pick them back up, and I go over there, and we put them back in the box. 
A uh, little bit of mortality, but it's a lot better than not being able to get out of the box. So that was a great question. Thank you. Yes? Uh, how high do you have to have the owl boxes? Uh, trees are typically hollowed down in the last one-third. And um, the first barn owl nest I found uh, when I was in seventh grade was uh, seven feet, two inches off the ground. So jumping up like that, I put my hand inside the, the novel. Uh, so they'll nest real close to the ground. But putting these boxes up 15 to 35 feet is probably average. I put them up as high as 65 feet and got owls. Uh, but it's best down low. They like to fly under the canopy in a forest and then zip up and go right underneath there, avoiding all the thick branches and things like that. Yes, ma'am? If you buy one of your houses, do you install them or do you? Yes. Okay. Yes. How much are A lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we can talk about that after the talk about that. Okay. okay. Uh, yes. How do you keep snakes out of the owl house? That's a good one. I never came up with that one before. I, I, was, I put up seven boxes at um, Wormslow State Park in Savannah. Mm -hmm. And I climbed a beautiful oak tree right over the estuary. And I reached out and grabbed, you know, a snot hole and pulled myself up. Put the, I get back down out of the tree, and he says, I saw you put your hand in that hole up there. And I go, yeah. He says, I wouldn't do that. I go, why not? He says, the snakes will climb up there and go in those holes. I go, snakes climb trees here? He says, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. He says, I had uh, bluebird gourds, and he climbed a, an aluminum hole. Yeah. And was in the gourd. Yeah. Wow. Like, wow. Oh my How goodness. Do you, do yeah. you got no arms or legs and you climb a, a slick pole. I got good abs. Maybe, yeah. Abs. <laughs> well, any uh, more Tom. questions? <coughs> yeah. Yes. I was wondering if you were speaking about the infestation of rats because they had been using poison. Yes. Now, how would you transition from a circumstance like that? Getting the boxes in and owls nesting, how do you get rid of the infected rats? Just quit using it, wait a couple weeks, that'll be just fine. Oh, weeks yeah. Out? yeah. Yeah, that would purge a couple weeks is enough to purge it out. Yeah. And then then put the owls in. People ask me, when's the best time of year to put up uh, an owl box? And uh, I tell them, at least a year before you have a rodent problem. <laughs> Come, question. Yeah. Um, when you're setting the box, how do you choose the location as far as the direction, whether it's and and how much space is in front of the box? I know with bluebird boxes, it's very specific. Yes. How do you do it? Uh, well, bluebirds are a diurnal species, and I hear that the uh, southeast direction of the doorway is the best because they want to be warmed up in the morning and shaded in the afternoon. So I put it to the east of a, the canopy of a tree so it's shaded in the afternoon. With barn owls, it's, uh, you really have to be creative. But if, let's say I, I had a tree out in the middle of Kansas prairie, I would point it north. They don't like sun. They don't want any sun in there. They don't like light. They don't like heat. So north is, is the, the first best direction. Uh, east is okay. South is the first worst. And west, I won't even do it. You won't get owls. Mm -hmm. It doesn't not work. They will not. Okay, facing north. Uh, shadier the better. Mm -hmm. uh, barn owls nest in forests, but only where it abounds. Uh, open. What they eat are, are rodents, and that's typically where there's grass. On the edge. So marshes, golf courses, vacant lots. They like a commanding view of their foraging habitat. 
So uh, I don't know what they're commanding, but they're, uh, they like to see what's going on out there is what I get out of it. You see if there's any interlopers out there eating their rats. You know? And uh, <coughs> uh, so as long as there's a, a view out there and it's in a north or east or south direction, that, that'll work. Um, and uh, the next best thing is is uh, pointing it towards the house because half the half your investment is, is the fun of watching all the owls. But if you've got the camera box, then I can turn it any way that I want because you got to watch the owls on your TV. So that's that's really a cool deal. One so, last question. Yeah. What are the predators for the owl? Uh, predators to owls uh, would be uh, coyotes, foxes, uh, traffic. Uh, Rodenticides is probably number one. Getting hit by cars to Great horned owls um, actually uh, will fight over the uh, barn owl box on occasion. I found a couple of dead males underneath the, the, that were grabbed by something, either the, another female or whatever. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a wild world out there. You know, a lot of people have this uh, noble view of wildlife. It's a war. It's, it's intense competition out there, and it's, it's, it's no fooling around. And they'll kill each other. And often do. On that happy note. <laughs> but birds make a garden, and I'm here to help you make that garden. So thank you very much.